Halloween welcome. Thank you for joining this week's podcast with Reverend Deji Olabode, a man called to activate and actualize God's royalty in humanity. He's the senior pastor of the Enthronement Assembly, a network of churches with headquarters in Lagos, Nigeria. Be blessed as you listen to Reverend Deji Olabode. In Psalm 110, verse 1 to verse 2, the Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of, his, of your strength out of Zion, saying, Rule in the midst of your enemies. Let us pray. Father, I humble myself before you, and I ask that you'll bring forth the best wine in the name of Jesus. Let there be strategic positioning come into the fullness of the agenda of God for our lives. Give me utterance, O God. Help me not to keep back from these wonderful people what is profitable unto them. Holy Spirit, let the word find a crack and a crevice. Let nothing be said that you don't want to say. Let nothing be done that you don't want to do. In the name of the Lord Jesus, and then back up the understanding of these truths, the signs and wonders following. Jesus' mighty name. And somebody says, Amen. You, I hope you're not tired of hearing that people just don't rule. People just don't rise. For people to rise, they will need to be what the Bible calls the release of the rod of your strength out of Zion. It is the responsibilities that we take for those words that brings us to a point of authority and dominion in the earth. Are there enemies? Yes. But they are not a factor for a man who is operating in the rod of God. In Ezekiel 19, verse 12 to verse 14, the Bible said in verse 14 that a fire has gone out of, out of a rod of her branches, which devoured her fruit, so that she had no strong rod to be a scepter to rule. If there are strong rods, there are weak rods. It says a fire devoured this entity so that it had no strong rods to be used as a scepter to rule. The order of God, therefore, is that God gives us rods by his spirit. Those rods, as we take responsibility for them, those revelations, we, those rods are now converted to scepters. Those scepters now administrate dominion in business, in finance, in ministry. And I believe that this year will be somebody's most successful year. In the name of the Lord Jesus, as you respond to them. I've mentioned quite a number of these words. The scepter of the praise and worship. The scepter of wisdom. The scepter of righteousness. Both the gift of righteousness and the practice of righteousness. Today I want to add a layer to it. 
in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 8 to verse 9, about three years ago, the Lord gave me the privilege of reading the Dewey Rames Bible from cover to cover. Oh, it blessed my life. It's the Catholic Bible. That scripture put a little twist to Hebrews chapter 1 verse 8 to verse 9. He said, but to the Son, he said, your throne, O God, is forever and ever a scepter of justice is the scepter of your kingdom you loved justice the durham's bible and you hated iniquity therefore god your god has anointed you with the oil of gladness far above your fellows this was a big revelation to me because in my King James Bible, my New King James, most of the other Bibles translated that stuff as righteousness. But the Durham's Bible translated it as justice. Now, justice, righteousness may be a passive word, but justice is an active word. I believe that one of the challenges that Nigeria faces today, even though I'm a part of the charismatic, I'm part of the charismatic and Pentecostal renewal, I think one of the challenges that we face, why the charismatic Pentecostal movement uh, may be limited, our movement may be limited in bringing about practical transformation in society is because of this literal translation. You see, when you translate righteousness as righteousness, you just say, oh, I have received it. But when you translate righteousness as justice, then you have to do something. You have to, not, not just you received something, you have to take responsibility for the execution of some things in the earth. In this regard, I commend the Catholic Church in spite of all of its controversies. The Catholic Church, in my view, is one of the greatest forces of justice in the earth. It is not a perfect institution, no human institution is perfect not even the entrumment assembly why because it's made up of humans so no human institution is perfect every human institution has its faults and as you grow in maturity you want to celebrate an institution for the merits of it and then you avoid the pitfalls of it so you notice sometimes when we translate righteousness is justice then that means we we have a work to do in our societies we have a work to do in our economies we have a work to do in education we have a work to do in our communities we have an active work to do and so sometimes we are being criticized as charismatics that our revival has not translated to societal development this is totally different from uh, movements like uh, the Calvinist movement and things like that. I remember one day I was sitting down with God's servant. Um, uh, and that's why you, you need elders to give you interpretation. I was sitting down with God's servant, uh, Dr. Menzel Tamil, seeing how he can come to us this year or next year. Phenomenal man. And I complained to him that why has Christianity in Nigeria 
uh, not translated to development in our society. He laughed at me. You know, when an elder is laughing at you, you know that you're a little bit foolish. He laughed. He now said to me that how we read scripture should be different from how we interpret it. Then he took me to the book of Acts while I was waiting with him on him in the airport. And so when you read the book of Acts, Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 3, you see every chapter there are miracles. So in our lives, we expect that in our own lives too, our chapter 1, there was a miracle, chapter 2, there was a miracle, chapter 3, there was a miracle, chapter 4, there was a miracle, and we place ourselves under extreme pressure. He said, however, how scripture was written is different from how scripture happened. He said to me, in fact, that chapter 1 to chapter 2 may have been four years or two years or three years or four years, but when you read it, we see chapter 1 or chapter 2 as tomorrow. That's why wisdom is the principal thing. And he said to me, the transformation is happening in Nigeria, in Africa. He said, but the Christianity in Africa is not as old as Christianity in Europe and things like that. And he said, we have to give it time. And I pray that this will be so in Nigeria and my economy. So justice, therefore, is the scepter of God's kingdom. Now, somebody may ask, sir, can I be rich till I die? Can I be in office forever? Can I be in power forever? Can I be great forever? Can I be successful forever? Can my office last forever? The answer is yes. But let me show you the key to this. The scepter of justice is the scepter of God's kingdom. In Psalms 89 verse 14, he says, righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Mercy and truth go before your face. In Psalms 97 verse 2, he says, righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Now, in Hebrews 1 verse 8, in Psalms 45, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. Suggesting, therefore, that if you want your office, your throne, your government, your dominion, your impact to last forever, you have to found your throne on justice and judgment. Justice and judgment. Any throne, any marriage, any business, any ministry that is founded on justice and judgment Will last forever. Any office. Oh, this this is big in me. <laughs> it's big in me. It's big in me. So you can be relevant forever. You can be successful forever. You can be rich forever. You can be glorious forever. You can have increasing measure. Isaiah 9 verse 6 comes to mind. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. He said, the government shall be upon his shoulder. Please give them scripture. I'm going off my grid now. He said, the government shall be upon his shoulder. He says, and of the increase of his government, empire, and peace, there shall be no end. So you can be in government forever. I don't mean political government. You can be in authority forever. And you can be in peace or prosperity. You can have peace or prosperity forever. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. 
Oh, somebody should embrace that. I'll be relevant forever. I'll go to heaven in a blaze of glory. My path will shine brighter and brighter. He said, however, he will order it. Please give me the basket in judgment and justice. So anything that is anchored in justice and in judgment, any office, any business, any home, any family, any marriage, that's anchored in justice and judgment can never be toppled. It will last forever. And I pray that in the name of the Lord Jesus, ah, you will not be a wandering star. Your glory will last forever. Your honor will last forever. Your riches will last forever. Your relevance will last forever. Your beauty will last forever. In the name of Jesus, you would you would live with dignity and hand it over to the next generation. However, the key to this is that we anchor every single thing that we do on the subject of judgment and justice. So justice is a scepter of rulership. I press on to Isaiah 28 and verse 17. Why is justice important? In Isaiah 28, 17, it says, Also, I, God said, will make justice the measuring line and righteousness the plummet. And the hill will sweep away the refuge of lies and water will overflow the hiding place. He's saying something very powerful here. He's saying in the kingdom of God, righteousness and justice, righteousness the plummet, Justice is the measuring line. Righteousness is the plummet. Justice is the measuring line. It means, therefore, that as a believer, you're going to be relevant and you're going to make impact this year. In the kingdom of God, you have to have your mind on justice. Is this fair? In fact, there was a message translation. He said, God said, I love justice and I hate, I love, in fact, he calls the message, message says, I love fair dealing. That's how he puts it. I love fair dealing and I hate robbery and thievery. I love fair dealing and I hate, it's the measuring line. So you must be the kind of person in your marriage. Am I just in what I'm doing? Am I just in how I treat my, am I just, am I just because, Justice is the measuring line in the kingdom of God. The yastic of measurement of your significance in the kingdom of God is justice. For instance, there is no man of God that I will honor more than the Reverend Bimini Obra in my life. I measure, I measure. He's the one who ordained me. He's the one who picked me up when I was nothing, raised me up, who stood by me. He's the one when I broke, when I had messed up my ministry, he's the one who came in 2008 to come speak life back into me. Life, he's the one who spoke life into my marriage. Even when my marriage was at the void, verge of breaking, he's the one who came to speak grace. There is a place he has in my life that no other man of God can ever and will ever have. It is a foundation I will never deviate from. Never deviate from. It's a quiet conviction, but I will never deviate from him. 
there's nobody I will honor more, nobody I will bless more. I measure everything. I measure the finances because justice is the measuring line. There's no woman I will honor more than Her Excellency, Dr. Shumalabadi. There's nobody, there's no woman I will honor more. That's the woman who gave birth, you know, that's the one who stood with me. She's what the Bible calls the wife of my youth, not the babe, but the wife of my youth, not the babe of today, the wife of my youth. Are you there? Justice is the measuring line. She's the one who gave birth to my three children. She's the one who used to bring food for me. Are you getting what I'm saying? When I was nobody, when I had no roof over my head, when I was squatting from place to place, she was the one who used to cook and bring food for me for years. When you didn't know me, when you didn't admire me, when there was no comeliness in me, she was the one who stood. I think that sincerely, if we have our memory, we'll behave ourselves. Justice is the measuring line. Hallelujah. There's no other woman that can try it, you know. She will be honored and revered forever. Mm. She's the one whose money I was... Who, there were times in this city when I wanted to pay for the venue of our church and I would take money from her bank account. It's, it's the measuring line. And there were times I emptied her bank account to pay for the venue of this ministry. There was one time she had started a business in school. I used the payment of her venue to wreck her business. So today I'm just making her happy, taking care of her. There's nobody I will value more. If you try to cross it, I will crash, I will crash it. That's just the truth. No matter who you are, no matter the you, no matter your name, I'm not a fool. Are you getting what I'm saying? It is foolish, ladies and gentlemen, to, to, to let, me, let me get out of that. So, justice is the measuring line. Justice is the measuring line. Justice is the measuring line. He said, what, what, about if, what about if I don't feel good? It doesn't matter whether you feel good or not. The investment and the deposit has been made. The investment and the deposit has been made. The investment and the deposit has been made. It's also, that's, let me just press because of time. Now, the other thing you know about justice is that God is a God of justice. God. In fact, in Isaiah 30 verse 18, he said, therefore the Lord will wait that he may be gracious to you, and therefore he will be exalted, that he may have mercy on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are those who wait for him. God is a God of justice. Blessed are those who wait for him. In other words, when you're looking at God, God is a just God. In other words, many times people, people have seen stories about, eh, uh, no, God will look at the facts of the case and he will judge righteously. That's why I don't prove my case. I don't, I mean, I don't say this or that, I don't say anything. I, mean, I just keep quiet. I, I have committed myself, right, given the last scripture to the one who I am sure judges righteously. I am sure judge who sees the fact of the case. He knows what nobody can know. He sees what nobody can see. He hears what nobody can hear. That's why once you understand that God is a God of justice, who will by no means clear the guilty, you'll begin to put your life in order. It's God we're talking about here. It's God we're talking about. That's why you can't cheat anybody successfully. You can't do that. 
if you are cheating people, I'm going to get there later. You have to get right with God because God is a God of justice. God is a God of justice. God, I mean, sometimes we're in marriage and all that, if a man feels that because he has a bigger voice, he has bigger muscles, he's taller or he's fatter, he can treat the woman anyhow, God will treat you up, you know? He will treat you something up. Yeah. He will treat you something up because the God of justice. God will observe the facts of the case. And that's why sometimes uh, when I don't know the facts of a case, I just look at which side God is on. I'm going to share on how to get God on your side. You see, there's no, see, if God, only God is on your side and everybody's against you, you still do well. Believe in what I'm telling you. It's not a popularity content. God will observe and he will judge righteously because he's a God of justice. Now, and because he's a God of justice, you know, when he begins to see that element in you, there's a way he responds to you. I have a child now who uh, probably may be like me, more like me than all the other children. Recently was her birthday. And then I sent 300,000 naira to her. And I told her, go and shop for anything you want to shop. Go and shop for anything you want to shop. So they took her, the protocol took her to a big supermarket to go and shop. When the young woman came back, you know what happened? When she came back, she shopped for her mommy. She shopped for her brothers. She shopped for her sister and got nothing for herself. You didn't buy anything for yourself. She said, mm, I just felt well. Let me just get that's a leader. Simon Sinek said, I'm not recommending him. I don't know him yet. <laughs> he said, Leaders eat last. That's why selfishness and leadership are incompatible. Selfishness and leadership are incompatible. Once you are thinking about self, 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 you can't be a leader. Your leadership will implode. Because once people feel that you're there, you're in it for yourself, they will withdraw themselves. When people see that you're in it for yourself, they will withdraw themselves. Because if you don't want to understand the heart of a leader, you'll misinterpret divine instructions. God is a just God. And everything given to me is an opportunity for me to give back to his purposes in the earth. But when I saw that she did that, you know, instantly I was like, wow. This girl is just nine years old. And she's thinking about the welfare of everybody else. Instantly, my heart was drawn to her. Even when she now said, okay, the only thing I think I may want, she said, I want to go and eat buffet <laughs> at, at uh, Radisson Blue. I said, consider it done. That's why until your heart is right, there's some things that will not come into your heart. That's until you start getting your heart right. There's some things you want. Are you there? Until your heart is where God wants it to be. There's some things that are going to come to mind. And even when I said to her she was going to go to that sp that space, Radisson uh, Blue, she said she was going to wait until it was the recent day of her elder sister so that her elder sister can follow up. You see how leaders think. So already I'm looking at, maybe that's the next... Uh, Pastor of Entrumen Assembly. <laughs> it is why what works in one person's hand can die in another person's hand if that person doesn't have the spirit of the leader. Spirit of the leader. God is a God of justice. He will judge righteously. 
So it's not about, sometimes people feel that it's about how you can explain your case. You don't need to explain your case to anybody. I learned something about, they said, the British monarchy. They said, don't complain, don't explain. Don't complain. It's the rule of the British monarchy. Don't complain, don't explain. And that's why that small boy with yellow hair is violating that rule. No, 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 don't complain. You think if you wanted to complain, we have things to complain about? If I wanted to complain about leadership, I won't preach to nobody anymore. I won't bless anybody anymore. I won't do anything for anybody anymore. I have enough rights based on what people have done to me. Not to pray for anybody, not to love anybody, not to invest in anybody, not to do anything, not to give to anybody. I'm telling you, if I do that, I'll be justified. I'm telling you the truth. People don't pepper me. But as a leader, you can't do that. You do what you do out of conviction and you you commit yourself in the scripture to the one who judges righteously. Let me say this. Many of you stop proving your case this year. Bring yourself in alignment with the justice of God. And God will operate for you. So here we're seeing that God is a God of justice. And when he begins to see that element in you, you'll begin to rise. It, the people who tell their story the most are the ones that are out of line with God's justice. The things that they can explain, 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 explain. They're the ones creeping into people's houses, calling people behind the scenes, doing this, chatting, all this. They're doing all manner of remarriage. You see, if you are not on the side of justice, God can't help you. In Deuteronomy 32, verse 4, I love the scripture. He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are justice. A God of truth and without injustice, righteousness and upright is he. In other words, all of his ways are justice. So as I began to grow in God, I began to realize that many of the instructions that God gave in scripture has a justice undertone to it. It's a silence, it's a silent principle that runs through all of his instructions. Children, honor your parents. And it's the first commandment of the promise. Why? There's a justice undertone. Husbands, love your wife. There's a justice undertone. Everything God tells you to do, there's a justice undertone. A silent justice undertone. Why should you honor your parents? Well, because you stressed them in your younger years, so you are supposed to honor them in their older years. And as you, are you there? You poo-pooed on their body. You wee-weed on their body. They dealt with your mess. You, younger parents will tell you here, when you give birth, you will learn. The first thing that will happen is that your sex life will evaporate. Ask those that are young. When you see those young, young guys in the entrance with their eyes, they're strong. They have not seen. <laughs> they are not being settled. That's the truth. But let me not go into that. I'm getting very rascally tonight. You, know. you see some some young some young marriages, you know, you got a strong face, nothing on show. But once the baby lands, attention shifts. And of course it has to shift. I'm not saying ladies should use that as an excuse to try and balance so uh-huh. you can be so committed to your baby that a baby will take your man. <laughs> so continue. Ah, 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 ah. Women, they are so committed to their children. My sweetheart now, so committed to her children. Me too, I'm committed to them all. But her own is so interesting. She, she, my baby will go to their room. You know, she goes to their room every night to check them. Every night, you know. I mean, I don't think I've ever, I, I don't, in the whole year, I've not checked them. Why? Well, I'm, I'm somewhere praying for them. <laughs> Why am I checking them? God is taking I've committed them to the Holy Ghost. He's taking good care of them. 
Amen. That's why we need both fathers and mothers. Glory to God. He's a God of justice. All of his ways are justice. In fact, in Jeremiah chapter 15 and verse 7, the Bible calls God the habitation of justice. The habitation. He said, all who found them have devoured them. And the adversary said, we have not offended because they have sinned against the Lord, comma, the habitation of justice. So when men cheat you, go to him. When you are also, go to him. The habitation of justice. God is the habitation of justice in the earth. Jeremiah 37 verse 23, let me begin to run now. The Bible says God is abundant in justice. Jeremiah 37 verse 23, he's abundant in justice. Job 34 and verse 12, the Bible says, Surely God will never do wickedly, nor will the Almighty pervert justice. He will never pervert justice. Never pervert justice. Hallelujah. He will never pervert, pervert justice. Glory to God. Glory to God. Of course, in Psalms 33 and verse 5, it says, God loves justice. God loves justice. Now, you cannot get the blessing of an entity if you don't know what the person loves. You, you can't get their blessing. You can't get their blessing. Anybody whose blessing you want, you have to study what they love. And you have to systematically and consistently push what they love in their direction so that you can quickly get. So you say, go get me venison such as my soul loves that my soul may bless you. So whenever you stay on the frequency of what God loves, that may be a study for somebody here. One of the things God loves is justice. When you stay on that frequency, you can't lack his blessing. God loves justice. Isaiah 61, it said so. Psalms 99 verse 4 to verse 5 says so that God loves justice. So you can imagine somebody who in all of their affairs are working out, are working in justice. What happens is that such a person cannot lack the divine blessing of God. You are making what I call venisons of justice. God looks like, ah, I have somebody here. Glory to God. And these things are very important. Of course, there are a lot of benefits of justice, but I just want to just rush and see what I can give you. Oh my God. 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 Thank you, Lord. So I think I'm going to come back and make this. Uh, so for instance, in, in Proverbs 21 verse 3, God says to do righteousness and justice more, is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. So there are a lot of benefits of justice. I think I'll come back and do that some other day. Uh, I also want to share this. This scripture came to me recently. In Proverbs 29 verse 26, that many seek the ruler's favor, but justice for man comes from the Lord. Many seek the ruler's favor, but your justice will come from the Lord. <laughs> now, having said this, I want to leave you with some thoughts. Why should you make justice a priority this year? I'll give you a few reasons. In Lamentations chapter 3, verse 35 to verse 36, he said to turn aside the justice due a man before the face of the Most High or to subvert a man in his cause. 
the Lord does not approve it. Lamentations 3 and verse 25. To turn aside the justice due a man before the face of the Most High uh, or to subvert a man in his course, the Lord will never approve it. Which means God will never approve the denial of justice. Will never. He will never. Don't stress your life. God will never approve. To subvert a man in his course, God will not approve. So what it means there is, you see, for instance, there's, there's what you can't subvert me in my course. And God will also not turn aside the justice due to a man. Why are pastors probably very blessed? Oh, come on. He said the husbandman that labors shall be first, partakers of the fruit. It's a matter of justice. It's a matter of justice. God will not subvert the justice that is due to a man or a woman. And that means, therefore, if you want to be free from subversion, start building your life close to justice. Nobody can subvert you. Nobody in this church can subvert me. If you try to subvert me, you will end up subverted. You subvert yourself. Yeah. I'm there praying for you, fasting for you, covering you, doing that. You are now biting me. It won't work for you. God will never subvert man in his cause. Neither will he turn aside the justice that is due to a person. Please notice the word due. Now, there's a scripture I saw many that, 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 that he will not, he said to us, do not withhold from a man, are you there? Do not withhold from a man what is due to him when it is in the power of your hand to do it. Don't say to him, give him that scripture please, don't say to him, go and tomorrow I'll give it when you have it with you. In other words, if God is saying to you and I that we are not to withhold from men what is due to them when they deserve it, don't withhold it from them when it is due from them, especially when it is in the power of your hand, don't say to him, go and come back when you have it with you. So God will not turn aside what is due to you. If your labor qualifies for it god will give it if your life qualifies for it god will give it if you're are you getting what i'm saying and if god is saying to us as men that we should not withhold from men what is due to men then god will not withhold from you what is due to you he will not withhold from you what is due he will not do it so if god will not operate at a level that is lesser than man so sometimes when people make a lot of noise, they are trying to get God. See, God knows the facts of the case and he will judge according to what he sees as just. And then we just say, eh, 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 eh. God sees the facts of the case. God will just be looking at it because God knows the facts of the case. And that's why this year, I want you to begin to build your life in such a way that the facts of the case will be in your favor. Because God is a just God. He's not going to subvert a man in his course. Still talking about justice. is on the subject of honest skills. Ezekiel 45 verse 9 speaks about that. Thus says the Lord. 
Enough, O princes of Israel, remove violence and plundering, execute justice and righteousness, stop dispossessing my people, says the Lord God. You shall have what he calls honest skills and a honest ephah and a honest bath. The ephah and the bath shall be of the same measure so that the bath. So he's saying here that you shall have honest skills, honest ephahs, honest baths. In other words, you, you must have honest ways, honest metrics of measurement. Honest skills, honest ifas, honest skills. Honest. <laughs> Look at how Leviticus 19.35 puts it. It says, you shall do no unrighteousness, unrighteousness in judgment. In mitiard, in weight, no unrighteousness in mitiard, in weight, in measure. Just balances, just weights, just ifas, and a just in shall you have i am the lord so you're not just doing some unusual favoritism you have rankings you have rankings someone say how do you have so many i have ranked everybody above me everybody around me everybody within me i have ranked i rank everybody above everybody beneath everybody that works everybody's ranked i don't tell them the rank oh and their rankings determine my response. That's God for you. A just weight. In, in Proverbs 16 verse 11, it said, A just weight and balance are the Lord's. All the weights of the bag are his work. It is therefore an abomination for kings to commit wickedness and for the throne to be established by righteousness. Let me give you an example. There is a way God responds to people who are in full time. In fact, I will let me not go into that. They came to Jesus Christ and said, Jesus, we have left all to follow you. His promise of the hundredfold was to the one who came to him saying he has left all. This is that scripture. We have left all to follow. Then he now said, There's no man who has left houses, who has left brothers, who have left this, who have left that. For the sake of my gospel, who will not receive a hundredfold? So what God befold, God will give, is a function of what you have left. <laughs> That's why the full-timers around me have a greater priority to me than the part-timers around me. The full-timers around God are the greater priority to God than the part-timers around God. Those who go all the way with God have a place with God that those who go halfway with him will never have. No, are you getting what I'm saying? Because God, a just weight, a balance of the Lord, is an abomination. All the weight of the bag are his work. It's an abomination to kings, to kingdom weakness. So some part-timer is angry about the level of wealth. Oh boy, leave your thing now. We have left all and followed you. Then he promised them the hundredfold return. So don't claim the hundredfold return if you are not giving God your all. It's a just God. Many times when we are get, getting frustrated in scriptures because we're not fulfilling the condition for it. In Deuteronomy chapter 25, verse 13, it says, Thou shalt no more shall not have in the bag divers weights. They are put like that. Divers weights, great and small. You shall not have in your house divers measures. 
They are like this and like they are like a, this, like a dance. A great and a small, but you have a perfect and a just weight, a perfect and a just measure you have that your days may be lengthened in the land which the Lord gives to you. So something about having balanced and just weights and measure leads to the long, your longevity in the land. My last scripture for now. In Proverbs 11 verse 1, it says, Dishonest kills an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. A just weight is his delight. <laughs> A just weight. Imagine he's saying when you measure justly, God is delighted. God is delighted. God is delighted. God is delighted. And if God is delighted, you'll be successful. The justice of God, therefore, justice is one of the scepters of the kingdom. It's the measuring line of the kingdom. Now, because God is a just God, who will rule justly, who will not subvert a man in his cause, this year, you must stop cheating. You must totally stop you. In fact, as I prayed, God said, I should tell you that if you want to see me this year, stop cheating. Stop cheating. Stop in all of its form. Withdraw your hand from cheating. Stop all those games. I'm a just God. Stop all those games. Stop all those self-justification. Stop all those lying. He's a just God. And he will judge according to the facts of the case on ground. Stop cheating. I think that's as much as I can go. That's as much as I can go tonight. Stop scheming. Stop, stop those things. Stop it. You see, because people may not know, but God knows everything, sees everything, hears everything. So stop this year. God said to me to tell you this year. To see me, he said, to see me this year, you must stop cheating. Stop it. Stop cheating. You see, all of those scheming is an insult on the intelligence of God, an insult on his omnipotence, an insult on his omnipresence. Stop it. And if you stop it, and you're conscious of the justice of God in everything you do. When you step out of it, you, 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 you quickly get back. Don't wait for long. Once you find out you're out of justice, quickly step back. That's the scepter of the kingdom. Quickly step back into it. You say something that's not just, you just quickly step back. And endeavor to stay in that path. This year. As a businessman, as a professional, as a husband, as a wife. Lord will do a lot of things. They're hiding, they're clearing, they're clearing. They're all those the person that needs to know the most knows. So that's why we have to start bringing our lives into integrity, into justice, judgment, and order. He said to me to tell you to stop cheating. I mean, just God. Stop cheating on your spouse. Stop cheating. Stop cheating on this. Stop cheating. Stop cheating on God. If you do that this year, you're going to see God because He's a just God. I pray that grace will rest upon you too. In the name of the Lord Jesus, to bring your life into order. Everywhere where there's imbalance and there's scheming and all that, I pray that grace will rest upon you, the mercy of God will rest upon you to put the proper structures in order. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus. Remember that his throne will last forever because the foundation of his throne is justice and righteousness. May you, in the mercy and grace of God, find that place this year. In Jesus' mighty name. Don't worry, I'll be back later in the week. God blesses you. His words will not count or stand against you in the final day. Neither will they return to his word. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast with Reverend Deji Olabode. We believe you've been blessed by this message. Be a blessing to others by sharing it with someone. Worship with us at the Enthronement Assembly Headquarters, live at the SEPTA Convention Center, Plot to Latif Jakonde, Agadibi, Keja, Lagos. The Excellence in Life Sunday service starts at 7.30 a.m. and the Celebration service commences 9.30 a.m. You can also join us for the midweek service at 5 p.m. on Thursdays at the same venue. For more inquiries, please visit dgolabode.com or call plus 234-906-153-5283. Thank you for listening.